Hey listeners, Jen Amos here. I just wanted to add this part before the episode begins. I wanted to personally apologize in advance for the audio. I want to apologize to Heather Elizabeth uh, that I didn't realize there were some parts of the audio that are staticky. Uh, For the most part, you can hear everything, but it sounds a bit staticky. And I thought I would also use this as an excuse if uh, that if there are certain parts of the episode that you would like clarification on or you have questions on, just let us know. You can get a hold of us in the show notes, and I'd be more than happy to reach out to Heather Elizabeth again to possibly bring her back on and answer any questions or clarify anything she said on this episode. So thanks so much for listening, and let's go ahead and get started. There's no need to wait on your service member to share secondhand information anymore. Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show where we put military spouses and children's needs front and center so that they can make informed decisions together as a family. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with the Holding Down the Fort podcast show. And I am super excited because I have with me today evolutionary leader, founder of the Shine Movement, military wife, and actually now veteran wife, Heather Elizabeth Neary. Heather Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jen. I am so excited and honored to be here with everybody. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's our absolute pleasure having you. And I do, right before we jumped on the call, I do want to acknowledge and congratulate you and your wife for uh, transitioning out of, like you literally just transitioned out. Is that correct? Yes, officially today. (laughs) Oh, man. The alignment with with us connecting for this podcast and that timing is, is pretty incredible. And I'm very curious to, you know, see what emotions and what feelings are are happening around this new uh, chapter of of your lives. So I would say that just to give a brief background, Jen and I, Jen's my wife, she and I are both what we would call middle aged Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're both in our forties and actually Jen re-enlisted in the Coast Guard Reserve back in 2012. She had been discharged under Don't Ask, Don't Tell in the 90s and always felt, yes, always felt like she needed to fulfill that part of her journey. She felt like that had, had gotten cut short. She had had this deep passion to be in the Coast Guard, and when that occurred, it was honestly very heartbreaking for her, of course, and she felt like there was a loose end out there that mm-hmm. she needed to connect. So she always said, and actually when she and I got together almost 12 years ago, she said, you know, if they, if they overturn, don't ask, don't tell, I'm going to reenlist. And I had all kinds of feelings about that. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of resistance to that. So by the time it it did get repealed in 2012, she, true to her word, went into the reserve. So she would have been, let's see, mid-30s at that time mm-hmm. and was in the reserve for a few years and then had this 
opportunity to go active duty, which was very, very rare for a reservist to have that opportunity, and especially at her age. And at that time, felt like she needed a career change. Mm -hmm. Um, She'd been in mental health for 15 years. And many, many, many conversations, actually about a year's worth of conversations that we had going back and forth about it, decided that that it was a step for her and for us to take Mm -hmm. and we are we're we're here in austin we're landlocked so that meant a move in some form or fashion to the coast and this i know this is a universal piece for all military families is you don't know where that's going to (laughs) be you don't know where you're going to be sent so she ended up being sent to corpus christi texas And we did a back and forth journey for the 39 months that she was active duty. And it was a beautiful journey. It was incredibly challenging. It was transformational. And again, I know it's true. It's a universal experience for military families. It required a lot of separation. Yeah. And which is, which is difficult, which is very difficult on a marriage and on family. And we got to a place where we decided that wasn't resonating for us anymore. And Mm -hmm. so she left active duty in July, actually, just a few weeks ago. And we were exploring the possibility of her going back into the reserve, which would mean a lot more driving. Because, again, Mm -hmm. we're landlocked here in Austin and, you know, more separation. And we just got to a place where that we feel like that's not in our best and highest good at this point in our lives. So today was the day that she officially let go of that possibility of going into the reserve. So it feels very surreal. Yeah. Very, very surreal. And a lot of unknowns, Mm -hmm. a lot of unknowns at this point. Yet what we do know is that we're, going to be co-creating a stability together that we were really yearning for in terms of being able to live our lives mm-hmm. um, day in and day out together. So it feels amazing, especially after all that we've been navigating over the last few years. It's pretty incredible to, to be starting this new chapter together. Yeah. And um, I just have to say, I'm completely honored to be in this new chapter <laughs> with, with the both of you. And I just want to thank you for making time to uh, speak today. And I just want to give a shout out uh, to your wife. I mean, it sounded like she went through a lot. I heard about the don't ask, don't tell thing that happened way back when I didn't know how mm-hmm. it affected people and mm-hmm. to hear how it ha- happened to Jen wow, that's just, that's yeah. just crazy how, how that affected it, her in that way. But definitely got to give it to her for coming back and completing, uh, completing what she wanted. And it sounds like she is finally, or you, you both are finally fulfilled. And now you're starting a new chapter of your life. And yes. wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, thank you for that reflection. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an incredible story. And it's a story that and everybody has their own unique version of it, yet it is definitely a story that I feel many LGBTQ service members have. And mm-hmm. 
those stories need to be told. So I'm, I'm grateful that I can share this bit of Jen's story and then how I've gotten to be involved in it and, and just hold space for, for all of those service members and their families to be seen um, more clearly and to be um, respected and, and honored for the, the powerful journeys that they're all on. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, she was in her mid thirties and got back into active duty. So just a yeah. lot of, a lot of accolades to her. Cause that, yes. I mean, I can only imagine, like, she sounds like an amazing woman. <laughs> she, re- she, she really, really is. She's, she is an incredible woman, very resilient, extremely determined, loyal. I think one of the, as, as devoted as she is to our family and, and our tribe here in Austin, it was, probably the most difficult thing for her in leaving active duty was leaving her shipmates Mm, um, because of the, the powerful bonds that they uh, co-create together and what they go through together. It just Mm -hmm. blows my mind. It's almost difficult to to imagine everything that they go through. And, And I know all, I don't know, I would imagine all of the different, departments of the military it's a similar camaraderie and so yeah it was it was difficult for her to to leave them yet always recognizing that we need to take care of ourselves and do what's best for us first and foremost Um, which I feel is very true for your audience then Mm -hmm. um, the the family members the, the the people that are holding down the fort, you know, it's so very important that that they're all taking care of themselves and, and listening to what it is that they need in their lives to feel enriched and, and seen and heard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know this is this wasn't just Jen's decision, it was a family decision. And one thing that I think sometimes we forget, especially civilians, is that service members have families and they're Mm -hmm. not just here to, I mean, I know that's what they're trained to do, to to focus on serving the country and protecting the country. But afterward, which there's a whole other mess of issues around like veteran issues and mental health and what have you, Mm -hmm. it helps when they have a home to come back to. And so it's just really awesome that you both had decided that, you know, it's time, it's time to put family first and it's time to Mm -hmm explore what it could be like seeing each other day to day now and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything. But you know, my, my husband, he served almost, uh, I think a decade or probably 15 years ago, he's gonna, he's probably gonna like laugh at me for getting this wrong. I never, you know, there's some, there's some um, spouses who are really good at explaining their service members like rank and like what they do and stuff, but I'm not because I met him later. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, yeah. he was, um, he, there, if there's one thing that he talks about often that he wishes he still had, it was that camaraderie. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a, a unit, there was a group of people that he was so close to back in Germany. And he, ever since, ever since he left, like he lost that. And till this day, a decade plus later, he's still trying to find what he had in the military. Mm. So it's a, it's a big sacrifice to say goodbye to such a close knit group of people that you worked so closely and intimately with, but you know, it's for whatever else you have in mind that you think 
will be better for you. And in in this case, it's you yeah. and your family. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because normally the next part, I would normally get into what a typical day looks like for you, for people who don't know you. So the way I kind of want to couch this question is I'd love for you to share for people who don't know you and are getting to know you the first time, Heather Elizabeth, is what did a typical day or snapshot of your life looked like? And and it, I don't know if you planned this yet, because I know this literally happened today. But what are your <laughs> hopes? <laughs> what are your hopes now that you are a veteran wife? Yes. Wow. So a typical day, just to give a, a bit of background of how my life was flowing before Jen went active duty and during and after. Mm-hmm. I am actually self-employed. I have a holistic healing business called Shine that you mentioned. Yes. And so primarily, and this is, was an interesting piece that I got to shift with when she did go active duty and I, I was going back and forth between Austin and Corpus, is typically I work from home. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a, a space on our property that, I, that people come for sessions and I do both individual sessions and group sessions. And so a lot of my day, as far as work goes, is focused on interacting with people, either in person or virtually through social media, emails, things like that. When Jen went active duty, that all got turned upside down, which I feel like a lot of people listening can relate to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) That that our lives get turned upside down as part of the journey of being in part of a military family, because there mm-hmm. is so much transition involved in so many unknowns. So there's a huge adjustment period that I feel like we, we are continuously moving through. And I honestly, when all of that happened, when she went active duty and she moved to Corpus and I started commuting and then I actually moved, to Corpus for about a year and a half during that span of time that she was active duty, I had to learn just how resilient I really am. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to learn how to be even more independent than I was before, because obviously when we're in a partnership or a marriage with someone, and, and we're actually living with one in the same physical space. We're sharing, ideally, we're sharing a lot of the duties of keeping up the household. And if you have children, either we have four-legged children. Nice. <laughs> four-legged or two-legged children, you know, it's taking care of all of them and just the upkeep. And so when Jen went active duty and was gone, she was gone, I would say, about 70% of the time of um, when she was active duty Coast Guard, I had to really pick up a lot of those pieces. So I was not only navigating being self-employed and and keeping my business going as best I could with with the back and forth and all of that, also taking over our household. And so honestly, I had to really learn. I thought I had a really good, and I don't, I did have a really great, toolbox set of tools that I would pull from 
to manage stress and things like that. But oh my goodness, I had to really up my game. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, I'm out of tools. <laughs> I need <Yes>. more tools. <laughs> exactly. So it would be really, it, it could have been um, real easy for me to get really overwhelmed mm-hmm. at times with everything that was on my plate. And then there's the stress of not having your loved one physically there with you and and all of the emotions that go in with that yeah um so a typical day for me I am going to get back to your (laughs) question it's not typical typical I get it it's not typical (laughs) (laughs) I get it (laughs) yes a a day for me would begin with some kind of meditation centering practice and that's that would look like yoga at yoga practice at times that would look like sitting in prayer or meditation, looking at uh, certain inspirational quotes and messages or listening to podcasts and things like that. This is just me and getting centered in myself and that, that part of myself that I feel is connected to all that is that when I lean into that part of myself I can trust the unfolding of my life even if on the surface it looks really chaotic yeah (laughs) and uncertain so that became a definite like non-negotiable for me like never before I also began running Um, oh I had I had always exercised it was very interesting moving to the coast inspired me to start running on the beach and I started running on the beach barefoot and this is someone Mm. that I hated running my whole life (laughs) and remember like I'm in I'm in the mid part of my life now and so my whole life I'd hated running but but something about moving to the coast and I feel like it was a way to really ground myself with all of the transition and the change and moving to a different place. It was like a way to connect with that place and move the energy in my body that if I wasn't moving it, I would feel that overwhelm and stress mm-hmm. um, to a great degree. So that was part of my self-care, getting out into the community and meeting new people. I'm, I call myself an, an introvert extrovert. So I do mm-hmm. like to have my my time to myself and I also thrive on being with people and connecting with community so that became part of my everyday life to really make that effort and yeah again I know I know your audience can relate to this that when you're moving around a lot that's a real challenge in Mm -hmm. a way to create that community because you're you're constantly you're creating a community and then you end up leaving a year Mm -hmm. or two or three years afterwards and you got to start over again. Yet it's so key for so many of us Mm -hmm. to have that support and that connection. So that became uh, a non-negotiable also for me. Like I made an effort, whether it was going to the coffee shop for coffee and chatting with people there or going to a meeting in town or whatever it was, I knew that that needed to be a, a significant part of my day-to-day yeah. um, experience. So those are some things that were, were a typical part of my day. In addition to, like I said, everything that I was engaged in with my, with my business. 
All right, now we're going to take a quick break to introduce one of our sponsors. Let's get real. The government, our education system, the financial industry, and corporations are focused on the masses. They don't have your best interest in mind. You need to take responsibility of your future and stop following orders when it comes to your personal finances. The first step is to stop focusing on money and focus on your true purpose. Wealth is achieved by those who are following their passions. It's a mindset shift from scarcity to abundance. There's no better time in human history to use the liberty you've fought for to live a life of meaning. U.S. Vet Wealth was founded by a West Point graduate who became disillusioned by the government benefits and traditional financial planning advice that is decades behind the times. Our clients recognize us as the only trusted financial resource able to educate them on the full spectrum of opportunities available to veterans today. By thinking beyond the standard financial advice of buying a home, sending kids to college, and retiring, we help the 1% who serve our country become the 1% who influence it. See if you qualify for a wealth and liberty strategy today. Simply visit usvetwealth.com. That's U.S. as in the United States, vet, short for veteran, wealth.com, usvetwealth.com. Yeah, it sounded like there was a lot of self-care in there, which yeah. I think is really awesome and really healthy. And I, I applaud you for that. And um, it sounded to me the new tool that you found was running. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's really awesome. I, My husband and I live on the beach in Virginia Beach. And one thing I love doing is running barefooted. And it's so much better than running in shoes. Uh, I think because you just feel connected to the earth and something about shoes just really mess up my calves and my hips when I run. Um, I've had to go to physical therapy for it, actually. But yeah, the beach, definitely something about being on, next to the water when you're running. You know, when you have that fresh breeze <laughs> and yeah. uh, and the sound of the waves and yeah, and then the sand is really soft, which is a whole lot better when you're running anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is therapeutic, very therapeutic. That's one of the things that I've really missed about um, living um, by the coast is, mm-hmm. is getting to do that. I'm actually, we're going back to Corpus in about a week. I'm officiating a wedding there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being back there for many reasons, including getting a couple of beach runs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yes. And yeah. uh, it sounds exciting attending a, a wedding. So have fun with yeah. that. That sounds fun. I've never officiated a wedding, but it sounds fun. <laughs> it is. It is. And this is to go back to that connecting with community. This is someone that I was blessed to meet while I was living in Corpus when Jen was in active duty. You know, someone that crossed my path and we connected. And now I'm getting to share this with her. So you just, you never know what, what's going to come of, of these connections when we make an effort to reach out and form relationships in the communities that we're living in. I, I like that you say that you're an introvert, extrovert. I like to say that I'm an introvert that had to adapt 
extrovert tendencies. Uh, Cause really <laughs> at the end of the day, I just want to recharge like by myself. And even, even when it comes to socializing, like part of why I like podcasting is cause it's, it's done at set times. And then when I get to edit uh, the episodes, it's kind of like reliving that conversation. And I find that to be very fruitful and fulfilling for me to, um, mm. you know, go, go through that again. But like when you have something that you really want to put out there and you have a passion for it, like sometimes that just has to like override how I feel as an introvert. And, and I, there was a quote I recently read somewhere that said like introverts are just so powerful when they come out and speak and connect with other people because they wouldn't do that unless they knew that they had to, or there was like, like a greater mm. cause that they had, they just had to do it. And, and you're also, I think introverts are also more intentional when it comes to interacting because they want to recharge like really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> they want to go back and, <laughs> and recharge. So, you know, it's, it's awesome. And, and I appreciate you sharing really like an overview of, yeah. of your life and what it was like for Jen to be in active duty. Now, I know this is really soon, but do you and your family have any hopes or idea of what this new chapter of your life is going to look like? Yes. And I remember you asked me that. It's such a beautiful question. And I appreciate it so much, Jen. I'm, I am a big proponent of setting intentions, uh, the empower, you know, power of intention setting. And so to be able to answer that question and really even more clearly put the intentions out there of what we are desiring to be co-creating in this new chapter of our life together um, feels really great for me. So thank you for that. You know, a huge piece that Jen and I are intending is to get to go on adventures together and travel together. Um, it, it's something that we love so much and she went on a lot of adventures <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. out, out at sea yet the adventures that we have been able to go on together over the last few years have been pretty few and far between because of how rigorous her schedule has been so to to be able to truly be you know the word that comes is be liberated from mm. having another entity telling us when and where and how we're going to live our lives. So pretty incredible. And by the way, we chose to have that entity tell us that. So, you know, totally knew that that was part of what the journey with military life was going to be like. And now to be able to for the most part, get to go and do as we please feels incredible. So we have, we actually, like, right after she got out of active duty, we took our dogs on a road trip to uh, New Mexico. We drove um, to Santa Fe and Taos, and we're gone for about a week, and that was just amazing. And we've got a trip to Colorado planned here in a few weeks and some other trips that we're dreaming up to take together. So we're super excited about that. And to get to share our lives together on a day-to-day -day basis, it feels like such a luxury, you know, when you, yeah. when you haven't had that. And I know, again, I am speaking to all of the people that are listening to this, you know, I know this is a shared experience that we all have, that when you don't have that day-to-day 
experience of being in each other's physical space and getting to share life in that way, you really can come to understand what a gift that is. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny how life works that way. Like when we don't have something, then we realize the value of it. <laughs> so now that we do have that again, just still such gratitude to get to to share life together. And you know, simple things like going to the grocery store together, cooking a meal together, and watching a movie. Things like so uh, amazing. <laughs> That yeah. we're getting to do that again and having our friends over for dinner parties and things like that. The quote unquote simple things in life just become just our greatest blessings when we go without that for a while. Yeah, it's like so, you're um, back in the honeymoon phase again. <laughs> yes, we are. We are honeymooners that, you know, in almost 12 years together. But definitely. Um, and, and we both are very mindful of moving into this new chapter again with clear intention and any kind of old patterns that we did have in the past that really weren't serving us anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're very clear about just releasing those and, and co-creating new agreements and new patterns that are going to serve us now because we are very different people mm-hmm. <laughs> than mm-hmm. we were certainly than we were when we first got together and absolutely over these last few years of being in the military, like we've both grown tremendously. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There was, it's, um, it's, I read, I read somewhere something, oh, it was really good. It said something like, like the, what I love the most about love is that it changes, it grows. And if you, if you think love is one dimensional, like if you think that you're going to, the person that you're with is going to be the same person 10, 20 years from now, and you're going to be the same person, then you don't really know what love is yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's really exciting to kind of be catching you both at this new chapter of your life. And I look forward to just following your journey uh, on social media, at least nothing, nothing uh, inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on social media. <laughs> See how this new chapter of your life plays out for you. What well, one thing I wanted to mention, you bring this up pretty often, which I I really like, is you say shared experience and co-creating, and mm-hmm. those are key words. I think that for the military community is understanding that. Mm-hmm like sometimes you feel like you're alone, but when you understand Mm -hmm. that this is such a shared experience of loneliness and uprooting your life and having to start over and figuring out how to make new friends, it doesn't feel as lonely anymore. And it makes it easier. And knowing that like, it's a team effort, like you wouldn't be in this if uh, you didn't have like your wife with you and, um, or have your wife involved and figuring this out together. So I just, I just love how you use those words, shared experience and and Mm co-creating. Thank you. They're they're some of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, yeah. Some something that has become a I would say a mantra, you know, or an affirmation for me that I often share is a big piece of what is occurring across the globe at this point is a recognition that we are all interconnected and mm. that we are interdependent and do have this you know, microcosm journey, meaning we, we each have our own 
journeys that we're on and then we have the journey that we're on with our family and our communities and then we have the human journey (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we're all on together and there are so many parallels and, and universal experiences and change and transition is absolutely one of those like we all move through changes and transitions in life and certainly the the military community knows that um, in a profound way. Yeah. And so I will often say that we're moving into a place in our consciousness that is beyond me is we. Mm. So even though I am on this journey, I'm on my own journey as Heather Elizabeth Neary with all its twists and turns, I am also a part of the collective we. And there yes. are millions and millions and millions of other beings that are on a journey of transition and changes and evolution. And I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. There are, there are millions that, that are feeling overwhelmed with all the the shifts in life and are missing their significant other, all of these different shared experiences that, that we have. And it does provide some peace amongst Mm -hmm. all of the shifts and the transitions to know that, I am part of a we. <laughs> yes. It's not yeah. just me. <laughs> exactly. So thank it, you it for, for recognizing that. Yes. Well, that's what I do as a host. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very, you're very gifted at it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell that to my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of changes. So part of why we created Holding Down the Fort is we wanted to have a podcast show where we can share resources, education, or just awareness uh, for for what is available for military spouses and families, and, and even just sharing experiences and ways that people in the military community are really uh, ad- have adapted to this lifestyle. And so today, uh, we wanted to talk with you today on how to be grounded in an uncertain world. This is a practical yet transformational set of six key tools that you have and that I know you teach, uh, shifting from survival mode to thriving. And so uh, before we really uh, dive into the how-tos, I'd love for you to share, first of all, do you feel like this type of information is like just readily available for the military community? And if not, why do you think that? I would say that as far as I am aware, I don't feel like this kind of information is readily available. I certainly have a deep passion to share it (laughs) as far and wide as I can with the skill set and the the tools that I have to share. My experience in the few years that I was very much a part of the military community is that in a lot of ways, let me preface saying this, that it's this, I'm not saying this is bad or good, right or wrong is how it is. Yeah. I feel like um, the military community is still in a a survival kind of mode in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, And so, and the interesting piece about that is, like I mentioned a little bit ago, we are we are evolving as a human family. We are shifting our consciousness in, in really incredible ways. And so we have a capacity within us to shift 
from that survival. I just got to get through the day. I just got to make it through through this crisis or through this huge change and then on to the next one. We are in a space to shift into a place of finding that centeredness and that peace that I was speaking about earlier that I made a priority in my life so that we can, regardless of all of the transitions that we're moving through, we can experience overall wellness. You know, we can experience joy. We can experience meaning and connection in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't feel like there are a lot of resources out there at this moment for military families to connect with that truth. Now, I say that, and then in the next breath, I'm going to say kudos to you, Jen, (laughs) for creating this podcast as a resource for families. Like, I really feel like you're on the cutting edge of something really incredible, and that is very much needed. So thank thank you you for creating this space. And I have a sense that it is creating a ripple effect out in the world that there will be other, you know, resources popping up to support families in, in moving out of that, that survival mode and into a place of, of feeling peaceful and, and connected within themselves and in their lives. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I agree. I feel like we're going through a, a cultural shift where mm-hmm. it's more about like the American dream has to be redefined. I think the American dream is in a sense about survival. It's about Mm -hmm. like checking, checking the boxes and fulfilling certain things and be like, okay, like I, I got married. I got the house. I have the kids. They're going to school. Mm -hmm. They got jobs. Okay, cool. They can continue the cycle. (laughs) But nowadays, and this is something I was just reading the other day. It was a it was a report by American Express that talked about like women, women owned businesses. And today, really, there's just more people who are willing to aspire for some higher level of happiness at the at the expense of like their basic needs. They're willing mm-hmm. to seek out their passions, be, you know, be like the the starving artists, as a lot of people mm-hmm. can describe it as. And it makes people happy. And it's, it is kind of interesting. Yeah, it is interesting to see that cultural shift and what that will look like for us in these next upcoming decades. I'm very mm-hmm. fascinated to see it. And I feel like I couldn't have been at a better time in my life as well to be a part of the, the waves of change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty exciting, I think. And, um, and I'm glad to have a a platform here this with holding down the fort to have these type of discussions for anyone else that's just feeling the same way that doesn't just want to uh, survive but thrive uh, as as you say so yeah so with that said uh, Heather Elizabeth what I would like to do is uh, really get into these six key tools for anyone that is looking you know whether it's military families or really any any of our listeners uh, looking to shift from survival mode to thriving uh, I'd love for you to get into that for our listeners to learn and and I'm here to learn as well <laughs> we are all eternal students <laughs> yes in the school of life so it's it's wonderful to be receptive to that so 
I love to play with words and play with acronyms. So Thrive is actually an acronym, and those six key tools that you mentioned, each one of the letters of Thrive represents one of those tools. Oh, so if, cool. if anyone is a note taker like I am, <laughs> you might even feel guided to write down Thrive on a piece of paper or put it in your phone, and then you can write these, these six words that are part of Thrive that we're going to talk about, and, and it will automatically, as you reflect back on it, it will remind you and continue to activate you into these tools and these ways of being, really. They're, they're evolutionary ways of being. So that shift that you were just speaking to, Jen, and, and how we are redefining the American dream, these are absolutely aspects of this shift and this this new way of being that honestly is very ancient. A lot of what I'm going to speak of are tools and wisdom based on indigenous people. So I am so excited and, and grateful to share this with you all. And it's yes. something that I've been sharing for about a year and a half or so. All of this came to me while I was smack dab in the middle of <laughs> active duty military life, of course. Oh, man. So yeah. I, was, I was putting it to practice. <laughs> I definitely walk my talk and, and practice what I preach. So, And some of it actually, interestingly enough, we've already spoken a little bit about. So the first aspect of Thrive is, of course, with the T. Mm-hmm. And T stands for tribe. So we shared a little bit earlier about the power of community and Mm -hmm. creating community. And of course, this energy of a tribe is very ancient. And it is a way of being, I mentioned the beyond me is we. It is a way of being that, that we did move away from for a while, especially in the Western world we really moved away from that sense of community and that that sense of a tribe in a lot of ways and we're we're being reminded of the power of a tribe that mm-hmm. we're not here to do this all on our own you know we need one another we need that those relationships and those connections so it is key to thriving to to create a tribe to co-create a tribe for mm-hmm. ourselves and I I get to honor that our military families, this is this can be especially challenging for because there is so much upheaval and moving and, and transition that occurs. Yet I would say in the next breath it's even more important because of that that yeah. we that we create that that tribe for ourselves. So really making that a non-negotiable, a priority for ourselves to, to reach out. And that can look a multitude of ways that can look like picking up the phone and calling family and friends when, when we're having a a difficult day that can look like joining a, a church group or a mom's group or some kind of group in the community that we're feeling drawn to a book club, you know, Mm. whatever it might be that we're, you know, we have a shared interest with that group of people, reaching out to our neighbors, 
what what however the multitude of ways that we can create community it's so key to our capacity to feel like we are a part of something because we are yeah we are we are connected I will often share about the four spiritual needs and these are interspiritual needs so whatever <clears throat> path you might be on religious path or spiritual this is a universal um, need that we all have is to be seen to be heard to belong and to feel connected so those yeah. are <clears throat> needs that we have if we aren't having those needs met we are going to definitely be stuck in that that survival mode mm-hmm. so co-creating that tribe is so important and Obviously, we connect on social media and we connect through email, which is an incredible tool, yet we need that face-to-face connection as well, even the introverts. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. We need that yep. face-to-face of so finding that balance of, of creating a tribe and connecting with our tribe, both virtually and especially in person as well. So the next aspect is would be our eight. Mm-hmm. And the H is for the heart. So this is an awareness that we have been, for a long time, we've been on autopilot thinking that our head is the place we need to go to quote unquote, quote, figure things out and to find our way and whatnot. And something that's happening as we're all in this shift that's occurring within our consciousness is that actually our heart is our true north is our guide. Our heart is going to be gifting us an awareness of when something feels like truth, when something feels resonant, when we're, when we're feeling that meaning and that connection in our lives. So making a conscious effort to check in with our heart (laughs) on an ongoing basis, that doesn't need to be a complicated thing. That can be as simple as placing your hand over your heart. And I just invite us all to do that in this moment right now. Just place a hand over your heart and create that space for co-creating that space together right now to connect in with, with our heart space. How is our heart feeling right now? Yes. My heart's feeling Thank pretty you. calm, pretty calm right now. Beautiful. And, and Beautiful. just like present with you. <laughs> yes, Beautiful beautiful I feel that as well and I feel our heart also is brings us into awareness of of how interconnected we all are with everything so I'm feeling the connection with all of the people that are and will be listening in on our conversation and knowing that it's the collaborative conversation (laughs) like even though Jen you and I are the ones talking right now I just feel the sense of all of the voices that are sharing in this, this conversation with us. So I love it. Um, I'll, always keeping present with our heart space. So the next piece is our R, and that is to renew. So this is an understanding that literally every breath that we take is a new beginning. So when I mentioned that, that tendency to feel overwhelmed <laughs> when there's all kinds of changes and shifting happening and if we're on our own and our, you know, our spouse is overseas or, you know, on a mission or whatever it might be and 
feeling overwhelmed with everything and oh, how am I going to do it all and all of that that our head tells us, we can literally pause and again place a hand over our heart and take a breath and know that that is a new beginning. That is a reset. Every time the sun rises, right, we recognize this is a new beginning. This is a new day. So every day is a new beginning, a new opportunity to be renewed, to be reborn. And that goes all the way to a breath. And that is, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. And again, it feels very simple you know, when you really think about it, yet we aren't taught these things, <laughs> at yeah. least in our culture. <laughs> right, in our right. Culture, we aren't, but it, it truly is amazing the power of pausing and taking a breath and realizing, okay, I can start fresh in this moment. I can hit that reset button. And as we were speaking to, this whole time that we're living in is about renewal, is <laughs> mm-hmm. about a new beginning. And all of these transitions that we're experiencing on the planet, that many of them feel very challenging and very difficult, so not to minimize that, they are also part of this releasing of old, what we call old paradigms or Mm -hmm. old belief systems, so we can be birthing new ones that serve us at this time. Mm. It's this new American dream that you spoke to. So that energy of renewal is huge it's so much a part of everything we are and everything that's happening right now so the more that we can align with that it can support us in getting unstuck of feeling like oh i'm trapped under all this this stuff and how am i ever gonna get out from under it it's like well take a breath and put your hand on your heart and know that that literally is creating a space for a new beginning. I love it. So now we're going to flow into the I. And so remember, again, we're spelling out thrive here. So we had our tribe with the T, our heart with the H, to renew with the R. And with the I is to inspire. Think about, okay, we're connecting with our tribe. We're tuning in with the heart, we're recognizing that we can renew from moment to moment, that really creates a space for us to tap into, okay, what inspires me? How can I feel inspired in this moment? And oftentimes, again, our head is going to get us in a place where we focus on what isn't inspiring, (laughs) what we don't like, what isn't working. So it, it takes a conscious choice to pull ourselves out of that and choose to focus our intention on what does inspire me. And no matter what's going on in our lives, the shifts and the changes we're going through, we can always find people, places, things, ideas, art, music that inspires us. And that's going to immediately shift our vibration and our energy into a place that feels really good right? When you feel inspired, you feel good, right? You feel excited about life. I I feel like when you are inspired, it it almost, 
uh, brings you back in the present again. Cause you can't, well, I think when you're inspired, you feel alive and you can't feel that unless like you're there to feel it. I think when you do get renewed, when you, when you renew yourself and you like take a breath and, and kind of start over again, the inspiration almost comes immediately. I yeah. think of like, even if I have a stressful day, when I know how to snap out of it and be present, I realize like, oh, like today was stressful, but I'm on the beach right now walking my dog. And I didn't have this even a year ago. Like I have to remember like what I have in front of me and be grateful for that and be inspired by that. And, and remember like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have more, cause I don't have kids yet. So I can have more <laughs> occasions like this where I could really just enjoy being on the beach with my dog. But yeah, that's, that's what I think of when you say inspire. It's like, it really takes Beautiful. you back to the present. Mm -hmm. It does. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. It does bring yeah. us into that, that present. So yes, being conscious about focusing on what inspires us and how to, how to bring more of that into our lives. And like you shared, it, it can be as simple as walking on the beach and connecting with nature. You know, mm. that in itself. And we have, we're so blessed that no matter where we are, even if you're in the middle of a city, our, there is nature always around us. Mm -hmm. And, as, you know, even putting our, our feet on the earth. And like we talked about the running on the beach and how that's so grounding, that in itself is a way to, to feel that connection and to potentially feel inspired and, and grateful in that that present moment after we flow you know with this energy of inspiring which I want to be sure and share this before I move to the next one is that when we're in that space of feeling inspired we inspire others mm. so knowing that to inspire is not just about you being inspired it's the fact that you inspire others and just in recognizing that we each have that power within us that that when we're when we're present when we're grateful when we're tuned into ourselves and we're feeling inspired that that inspires others to find that place within them we move from that inspiring energy and then our b is about to visualize so we we have this this energy of, of being inspired and inspiring others. And then we take that energy and use our powerful, powerful mind to visualize what we truly desire to create in our lives at that moment, at that moment. And this doesn't have to be any huge thing, you know? Yeah. It could be a small thing like visualizing I'm going to create the space this afternoon. I feel so inspired by being on the beach today. I'm going to create space and, and take my kids to the beach today. And I visualize all of us being on the beach playing together. You know, that in itself is, is a beautiful, beautiful thing that creates a wonderful impact in our lives you mm -hmm. know, for ourselves and for our family. Or it can be, I'm here in this new community I am visualizing creating a support group for military families, mm -hmm. you know, and having, having that inspiration and visualizing what that could be like, what that feels like. And that energy is incredibly powerful. That intention is incredibly powerful for how they're able to 
create and manifest in our lives. Beautiful. Yes. So knowing that the power of of our focus, what we intend on, what we visualize, we are able to create. And that's on the whole spectrum. We oftentimes are doing that on autopilot or unconsciously we're visualizing things and we are creating them in our lives and we're like, this doesn't feel good. Like, I don't want to keep doing this, right? Mm -hmm. So knowing that we have the capacity to shift that and to visualize things that we do really desire to create in our lives that are going to feel meaningful and fulfilling. And again, building upon that, that beautiful connection that we all are yearning for and that we deserve to have in our lives. Yeah. So from that place of, of visualizing the, our final letter, the, the E of thrive is about empathizing. So to empathize. And this, I'm going to bring this kind of circle all the way back around to what I've, we've talked about earlier, Jen, around the beyond me is we and our shared humanity and the power of the tribe, just knowing that we're all in this together. And, and when we're able to be in that space of compassion and love for ourselves first and foremost, <laughs> Yes. You know, find that <laughs> self-care that we talked about earlier, too. Yes. Just emphasizing that wherever we are in our lives, from moment to moment, we're doing the best we know how to do with what we have to work with. We, we truly are. And just being, being gentle with ourselves and kind with ourselves and compassionate with ourselves. And when we're able to offer that to ourselves, we're able to extend that out to others. And just know that we really are all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> all in this together. And moving away back to the shifting from surviving to thriving, moving away from an old idea of being in competition with one another, that, that one person's got to win and one person's got to lose. And just all of this energy of division that, many of us are are dealing with right now I would say all of us are yeah in one degree or another and we're all yearning to be liberated from that Mm -hmm. so a way to do that is to be in that that energy of empathizing with one another and again first and foremost offering that to ourselves that that kindness and that compassion and that gentleness that we're so deserving of yeah. So that is our thrive. I love it. So if anyone ever needs a definition on thrive, I recommend referring to Heather Elizabeth's acronym for thrive, which <laughs> if you did not catch up the first time, cause I was taking notes, T is for tribe, <laughs> H is for heart, R is for renew, I is for inspire, V is for visualize and E is for emphasize. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
And I feel like our, our listeners will definitely get a lot out of that. If this resonates with you in any way, please feel free to reach out to us. You'll know how to do that by just checking out our show notes. I just thought that was such a great explanation and I couldn't have been more present with you till now <laughs> talking about <laughs> thriving. I just feel like the whole word, all of the acronym is about being present and knowing that you are connected. Like by default, we're already connected with people. It's just yeah. believing it. It's believing that you are. Because sometimes it's kind of like when some people, uh, they'll like deflect a compliment. You know, they say, oh, you're really pretty or mm -hmm. you're, you know, you have a beautiful soul. And you're like, oh, no, I don't. But if you are, like the truth is you already have it. If you don't believe it, then yeah, it's easy to think that you don't have it. And I think what a good reminder for uh, the military community, whether you're still active duty or you just transitioned or you're a veteran now, is knowing that we all are connected and none of us are alone. And if you feel that way to renew yourself and <laughs> find the inspiration to find your tribe, uh, because they're probably a lot closer than you think they are. Yes, wow. Beautiful. Ooh, I just, I feel like I could talk to you forever and listen to you forever, more importantly, <laughs> but I know both of our times are super valuable. So for anyone that is interested in getting a hold of you, Heather Elizabeth, if they want to learn more about how to not just survive, but to thrive, uh, how can they do that? How can they find you online or even just get a hold of you? Sure. Thank you, Jen. So I'm on social media. I'm, I'm pretty active on social media. I'm both on Facebook and Instagram and it's shine and it's Al Capels, S-H-I-N-E, um, Heather Elizabeth. Anyone is welcome to email me as well. Shine Heather Elizabeth at gmail.com. And my website has a ton of information and ways to connect with me and through that platform as well. And that is shineheatherelizabeth one and that's O-N-E-1. So shineheatherelizabeth one And I would love to connect with anyone who is called to reach out. Yes. And I always say that if anyone wants to hear Heather Elizabeth again, we would love to have you on the show uh, to talk more and, and elaborate on other stuff if you are open to it, you know, so we'll see. Very open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be really cool. I mean, this is really, my goal with this podcast is to bring on uh, people again, like not just once, but numerous times to continue to grow the community and add more education and resources and awareness to one another. Cause just like what you said, like this is a shared experience. So it's, it's great and really helpful if we can share mm -hmm. uh, what we're going through and the lessons that we've learned and how we can help one another. So with that said, Heather Elizabeth, do you have any closing thoughts for us? You know, I feel called to reflect Jen that just to remember how very special each and every one of us is and that we are all here for a reason and we all have special gifts to share with the world. So please keep that in your heart and just know that um, you are loved and, and you are honored for who you are. It's a great way to wrap up a show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Heather Elizabeth, I want to congratulate you and Jen for your for this new chapter of your life. Don't be a stranger. I'm excited to continue following your journey on social media. And I want to thank our listeners for listening in. 
And I wish you all a wonderful rest of the day. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you, Jen.